0: hello pokemon fans
1: and welcome to another geeks crossing podcast i'm eric i'm keith i'm matt and i'm nick giving you all the best geek related content you could ask for and it is finally time ladies and gentlemen pokemon brilliant diamond and Shining pearl are finally out
0: This has been a long time coming. Uh, We've been joking about Sinnoh remakes, I think, probably for well over five years at this point, as, like, we as Pokemon fans. So, it's crazy that it's out. We kind of, we came, we saw, we conquered in a way. And it's kind of, they're in the rearview mirror now.
1: We already did episodes talking about, oh, should they happen? Then the next episode, holy crap, they actually happened. (laughs) Then last time we talked about, oh, will they be successful or not? Well, we're going to answer that in today's episode.
2: Mm-hmm. and maybe we'll speculate on what will come next you know uh mm-hmm. what's the next generation white white and black remakes? oh yes black and white Ooh. remakes when they come in <laughs> yeah
1: in 2027 yeah. yeah probably oh my gosh <laughs> all right so going around how would you guys rate this game out of 10 nixon nine okay
2: i think we should discuss some of the reasons why too because as a game it's amazing i mean it's diamond and pearl how can you not like diamond and pearl i would still rate diamond and pearl in the whole gist of things like an eight um maybe like a 7.5 but as a remake it was almost a little disappointing mm. so i would say the game this game competing with the originals too i'd say probably a, a six.
1: Oh, that makes me feel better because i was ranging from a 6.5 to a seven <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm bouncing around there, too, 6.5 to 7, Uh, for the same reasons Keith said. As a game itself, if you're a Diamond and Pearl fan, you just want another Sinnoh game, this is a great game. But if you're looking for improvements or big changes to the Sinnoh games, you don't really get that here. And uh, we'll discuss. Yeah, I still like the game, but I don't love it. Yeah. Well,
1: we'll get to those reasons eventually.
0: Mm-hmm eventually one day yeah so so we should say too um at the time of this recording eric has beaten the game nick is probably about two-thirds of the way done with the game maybe a little over halfway and keith and i have just finished the fourth gym so we're like middle of the pack maybe a little bit hashtag i have no life
2: <laughs> no no you're good we're just nerds yeah we just uh
0: yeah our nerds of bad time management
2: <laughs>
1: so at curiosity which starter did you choose? And what are your current teams?
0: Okay, well, I I guess I'll I'll go first. Uh I chose Turtwig. Um I complained about this on the podcast before because every time I go back to Sino, I choose Turtwig. Um and I kinda <laughs> wanted to give Tim Charm People a shot, but like my boy Turtwig needs the respect. So I picked Turtwig. My current team, which is highly subject to change, I don't think I have everybody I want yet, is Torterra, final form of Turtwig. I have Floatzel, I have gunk on the cusp of a Toxicro. I have Cranidos, close to evolving, relatively speaking. I have Pachirisu. And dang, who's the last one I have? Um, Ponyta. I have a Ponyta. I don't know why. I'm just holding on to one right now. But yeah, Ponyta is my last
2: Nick, would you care to go next?
0: I
3: have... This time, I chose Piplup for my starter. Houndoom. I have Luxray. I have Staraptor. Gengar. And I'm working on a Garchomp. Very nice.
1: Pretty solid team. Yeah. So
3: so I
2: was with Nick and Matt when they chose their starters. My game downloaded a little slower than theirs. So I decided to finish the, the trio there, and I chose Chimchar. Named him Monkey, obviously. And my current team is sitting at a Monkey, a Chimchar, a Haunter, a Kadabra, a Sheldon, and one of the, oh, gosh, what, what's Shinx's uh, final evolution? Oh, well, Lux, right. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, one of those Um, who I named, like, Spike or something. And I think it's Gyarados right now. Mm. But Gyarados is being replaced for somebody else soon enough.
3: Poor Gyarados.
2: Yeah. Stupid fish. If
1: you think he's naturally pissed off, imagine his reaction, finding out that Keith's going to replace him
2: don't tell him he doesn't know yet
1: <laughs> he's gonna know once he listens to his podcast oh god assuming that pokemon know what podcasts are who knows what they're doing inside their pokeballs maybe they are listening to podcasts i don't oh, know
0: i hope so mm.
1: all right you guys saved the best for last so Indeed.
0: absolutely boy
1: if you guys know me by heart you know that i love the fire starters so naturally i chose chimjar as my starter no which ace. is now an in Infernape. obviously the team that helped me conquer the elite four and triumph over Cynthia was Infernape, Luxray, Rose Raid, Quagsire, Gardevoir, and Honchgrow. These are all Pokemon that I use at least once in an official playthrough except for Honchgrow. I've always used Raptor and I guess Altario back when I replayed the original games, but I figured why not try something new, give my team a little bit more
0: edge by using Honchgrow. That's awesome. It's funny story. About two years ago, I have actually got an old copy of Diamond. First time I played it since childhood. Of course, I chose Turtwig, and I ended up using Honchkrow as my flying uh, Pokemon. I really, really liked him a lot. So yeah, yeah, shout out to Murkrow and Honchkrow. Underrated. What's funny about my team is, you have
1: all these powerhouses, Infernape, Luxray, Gardevoir, and then you have freaking Quagsire.
0: (laughs) Hey, listen, Quagsire's typing is like a beast mode, so he's a powerhouse too, even though he looks really (laughs) derpy. Hey, every team has to have a Derpy
1: member. And I think Quagsire fits the bill perfectly. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, we all have different ratings. So, want to go around and discuss our pros before we get to our cons? Sure. Uh, well, what what's something you'd think the game uh, deserves credit for, Eric? Well, first off, I like how they handled the HM situation. Because if you guys remember, Diamond and Pearl was infamous for having eight HMs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Which means... You had to catch an HM Slave to use Cut, Waterfall, Rock Smash, Strength, all that. Maybe even two because you need a Flyer. Yup, and a Defogger. <laughs> God, don't remind me. <laughs> they had all the HMs be acquired through your Poké <laughs> Now, every time when you see a Rock or a Bush or you want to soar through the Seas, you get help from either a Wild Pidu or Wild Bee Barrel or a Wild Star Raptor. It was so much better that way. You guys know exactly why they chose b Doof and B-Barrel. Because of the memes.
3: <laughs> they were the slaves back in the day.
0: <laughs>
1: you would <laughs> just
3: have them in your de- in your uh, box waiting for when you needed them or just permanently stay on your team.
1: Game Freak has become so
0: self-aware of the memes at this point.
3: Yep. Yeah. Let me ask you actually, Eric, because I don't
0: remember this. What was the last generation to have HMs? Was it Gen 6? Yeah, it was Gen 6. Okay, so Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire had HMs too, but X and Y did too, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, so th- so this is the first remake then where HMs had been removed, unless you count the Let's Go games. And even then, there were no HMs in that. So it seems that, yeah, concretely, we are done. We've turned the page on HMs. We'll never really see them ever again. It's
1: it- funny. The first Pokemon I caught was a bit doof- and I named him God himself. Uh. Because, you know, for the memes, you gotta embrace the memes. Mm-hmm. God himself has joined your party.
2: <laughs>
0: Bros, I think the battles look very nice. I know Pokemon has had, it, it's been a meme, it's been memed before that battle animations aren't always the best for Pokemon. And even though this does look kind of like Omega Ruby, oh, excuse me, not Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire. looks kind of like uh, Sun and Moon almost levels of character models. I do think the character models look nice in, in battle. I think the Pokemon look nice in battle. I even think the moves look kind of nice in battle. Um, so props to that. I think the battles look nice. Which you don't always get that in the game. So shout out to that. This is a game that really uh has some... It made some interesting decisions when it came to the graphics. So it's good to see that the battles look good. Yeah, it's a lot more
2: fluent than I anticipated. Yeah. Do you guys think the XP share was a pro or a con?
3: I feel like it's extremely helpful to like not need to do the grinding like the good old days, but then it just gives it a new audience. So it's like an easy flow in the game. Back in the day where we had to grind to literally every individual Pokemon. Well, Coming
2: from just playing Pearl, actually a Diamond uh, game on the, the DS six months ago, it was so much easier or it's been <laughs> so much easier to get through because of that, where I'll catch a Pokemon and like I've made the joke multiple times to Matt and Nick here, that i don't switch anybody out for chimchar like monkey is the only one that handles everybody and if it's a water pokemon i switch to the uh, the lightning guy the mm-hmm. spike and i throw them out and that's it and i i haven't had anybody die other than for i think one or two of the gym battles where i've switched out but it just seems a little too easy in that aspect
1: it definitely made the beginning of the game easier but once you get to Elite four you're going to be thankful for it.
0: Let me ask you a question, Eric, because I- I'm once again relying on you for the Pokemon knowledge. What was the game? I remember there was one game in between the transition from the XP shares an item you can give one guy to the XP shares always on. Wasn't there a game where you could turn it on and off? Yeah, it was once again X and Y. X and Y. That is, I think, wow, shout out to X and Y. I know I've complained about it a lot, but I I like that a lot that they did that. I think that's the perfect formula with the XP share. I think you should have, you should give players the choice to turn it on always and have everybody level up or turn it off always, give themselves a challenge. I don't see why it's automatically forced on you. Like that just seems kind of
2: a little, like Nick said, a little too easy sometimes. That would be cool if they, I know that we've talked about for a while, giving like a hard mode to Pokemon, like a difficulty. That yeah. does sound like it would be a cool idea to have, you know, a difficulty where it's just automatically turned off or this yeah. or that. Like you can sh- you can choose, player choice. I also think what they should do is it should be whoever is your Pokemon in the party that actually defeats said Pokemon should get double the XP and then it should be a tripling effect with the party. Oh, interesting. So it should go based on... Because in this one, it was just like if everybody's going to get 500 XP from killing, you know, whatever... It doesn't matter if you have one person in your party or six; everybody gets the five hundred. Correct. I think whoever's extra yeah. gets a little more. Okay,
0: but everybody else, yeah, I think it's equal
2: because it would be cool if it's like, oh, you know, if you only have one person in your party or two people, like it would be cool if they divide it. Yeah. Um, instead of it actually being overpowered, where like, like in this one, I caught six Pokemon as soon as I could just to have that edge. Mm-hmm. I never needed any of them, and then I switched <laughs> them out. But yeah.
0: Like, that's an interesting point. It would be cool if you could just,
2: oh, I want to grind uh,
0: on this particular Cranidos. Maybe if I remove everybody else from my party, he'll get yep. more experience. Exactly. But it doesn't work like that. It's always set. So that would be interesting. Auto-saving is kind of controversial, but that, that's another example of something that if you don't like it, you can turn it off, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So I don't see why they didn't do that with the XP share, too. But what are you going to do?
3: Does anyone actually know how auto-saving works? Well, That's what I was about to say. I'm shocked
2: because i think it saves every time you go into like a new area like go through a door so to speak or into a new route i was playing at one point really late and i ran through one route i think i entered like route 213 i battled three trainers so i had multiple battles um i leveled up a couple of my pokemon and then i was running to the next route and i stopped i got stuck in another battle it was annoying and i just turned off my switch thinking that i would save right beforehand when i turned it back on um, it loaded me at the very beginning of the route, like the second I walked through the door. So it doesn't seem to save at the little things of leveling up, battling individual trainers, or so on. But that that's all I have to say on that. I never
1: really mess with the autosave because I'm the type of guy that likes to save twice because, you know, I want to make sure my progress is intact. You know what I mean? hmm. Plus, I heard back in Sword and Shield, there was a glitch that centered around autosave that it would corrupt your save data. So I was like, eh. Didn't want to take my chances with that game, so I'm not taking my chances with the Sinnoh remakes. No. <laughs> also, you know what's interesting? Yeah. I've watched gameplay for players who chose Piplup as their starter. The first water-type move that Piplup learns is Water Gun. Meanwhile, in the original games, it was Bubble. Yeah, oh, that's what I thought.
2: It. Does Piplup still learn Bubble?
1: It learns Bubble Beam, I think.
2: Oh, uh, Bubble Beam, that's interesting. interesting. So is, was, do you know if Bubble was just removed from the, the learn set or the move set?
1: I don't know, but when I first saw that, I was like, Whoa, 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 game freak. <laughs> hip hop doesn't learn air water gun, it learns
0: air-um bubble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not good at doing JFK like you, Matt.
0: <laughs> That's okay, it was pretty good.
1: Uh, but yeah, so, um,
0: any other pros you guys want to get to?
1: I think the biggest pro that I have is the Sinnoh Underground.
0: Oh, yes, yeah, I didn't forget to bring that up. Yep.
3: That coming back is the highlight of this game,
1: hands down. No joke. I think I spent more time in the Grand Underground than the actual base game, which is kind of sad.
3: It's funny you say
0: that, because when Nick Keith and I got our games on the same day, we played them, I'd say, roughly four hours. And I've got to say probably two of those hours were spent in the Underground. Like, it's nuts. (laughs) That's
3: the only way to
0: play it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the second we got to the Underground, that's the only thing we did for, like... The rest of the night. We just dropped everything and just hung out in the
0: Underground. By the way, those secret caves... Where you can catch other Pokemon. I wouldn't have a Krogonk if it wasn't for those caves. Now, it's crazy. Yeah.
2: Now, I don't know if you know. When you get that shiny boost I was showing you guys about. With the the, dig, uh, the Diglett parts. Yep. That also increases the chance of the shinies in the rooms. Really? Yeah, I didn't so know, it know it that. Whoa. Now, which is still only like 2,000, you know. But, Interesting. Yeah, so that's the new way of shiny hunting. Because the second you walk into the room. If there's a shiny in there, it's already guaranteed so if you save the game before you go in even if the timer runs out you can still catch it and if you don't you can actually somehow go back to that load save i don't know how because i think if you quit the game you don't show back up in the underground that's the only part of the the shiny hunting tutorial i don't know that's very but, interesting
0: i did not know that yeah I didn't so know
2: that. the statues boost which uh types you'll find down there so if you have like fire statues down it will boost the fire. oh uh, really no yeah. kidding yeah
0: very cool didn't know that either
1: thanks to the grand underground we can finally have access to other fire types that's not (laughs) ponyta. it's like
3: the fact that this game does not come with that many fire like type pokemon in general is just so disappointing
0: in a way you can kind of blame the originals for that because they were the same exact way but once we start getting to the cons i will bring that up again oh i have a lot to say when it comes to the cons Maybe we should just get to that then. I mean, we've touched upon, I think, everything. If we can think of anything else, we can bring it up later.
1: Let's see. The Pokemon contest, I really didn't care about. I mean, they were fun.
0: They were fun, but they just didn't appeal to me that much. They got dumbed down a little bit, too, which I wasn't a big fan of. But I haven't done too many. I haven't messed with them yet. The Pokemon operator. Oh, Oh, yeah. We put the stickers on (laughs) them.
2: Yeah. That that was upgraded a bit. That was kind of cool. But again, it's still pretty, like, lackluster.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just a gimmick. Let's put it that way. (laughs) I guess that's a fair way to say it. I guess the only other pro that I have is the music. Well then again, regardless of what Pokemon game you play, you're gonna be treated to some kick-ass music.
0: Yeah, that's
1: true. Should we head on over to the cons?
0: Let's head to the distortion world to talk about some cons.
1: One minor gripe that I have, it's in that awkward position where it's both a pro and a con is the chibi designs. Hmm, yeah. Okay. Tell tell
0: me what you mean by that because I wanted to get on that too.
1: I mean, when you think about it, they were trying to replicate the good old days like you're playing the DS version or the originals, which I can appreciate. After experiencing the chibi designs hands on, it kind of works for your player because, you know, you're a kid. Kids are supposed to look cute. But when you look at the adults, especially the villains, Cynthia, the professor, the chibi designs do not work for them at all.
0: Thank you. When they developed Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, they had no bones about making it look like X and Y. And that was a good thing because the graphics had improved by X and Y. So you should try to replicate that. But yeah, I I felt that same thing. You'd walk around as a little chibi, the Pokemon that follow you, even though that's cool, their size is totally weird because of the chibi
2: stuff. That's actually something I will say. The size comparison with Pokemon was a little bit of a con. However, the fact that they brought that in, that was one of the... Like the biggest things for me, the fact yeah. you can have them running behind you—that should be in every Pokemon game. I know you're going a fan forward.
0: Of that. Yeah. I think they are going to put it in everyone yeah.
2: now. Now, sorry, that was just another pro. Back to the cons. Um,
0: yeah, no, but I—I I, it's funny that you actually mentioned that, Eric. Every time I face off against the gym leader, and it's like, oh right, I'm winning my badge, and it's just dopey gingerbread man Matt and dopey gingerbread man <laughs> Gardenia, and we're just like, oh, so you finally come to challenge me? Like this isn't threatening. This isn't cool. It's just two chibis talking. Like, this is so stupid. Like I said, the battle animations look really nice. But for that stupid chibi stuff, the overworld sprites, hate it. I, I really thought it would grow on me. So far, it really hasn't.
1: They're models when you gauge in battles. That's fine. If they kept yeah. it like that, then this won't be a problem. But, oh my god, if you thought the gingerbread gym leaders were bad, wait until you look at Cyrus. My god, they really did him dirty in this game with that chibi design. Oh my god,
3: I've seen him. You
1: expect me to take this guy who wants to recreate the whole world seriously with that stupid, cute Hello Kitty design?
2: (laughs) Well, now I will argue for the chibis. (laughs) And I'm just gonna say, I thought it was a nice in-between the original DS format of that little pixelated And something newer, because I am still a huge fan of that pixelated grid that we started on with the DS and with the Game Boy. Like, I still like that, almost preferred over some of the new running around aimlessly type deal, like with um, Omega Ruby. Like, I'm not necessarily a fan of the slightly bigger chibis. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, Like, for example, X and Y had that, where it was... Something very in between what we see here in Shining Diamond and Pearl and in Shield. Shield was pretty great. I did like that, but X and Y was a little off. So I like this better. It hits closer to home with the original DS and Game Boy. And I mean, I think it's a video game. I feel like you could still take them pretty seriously, even though they're these little people.
1: It's a hit or miss for me. I appreciate their direction, but it feels awkward at times.
0: I see where you're coming from, but I mean, I agree.
3: And I'm generally a huge fan of the Pokemon walking behind you. I've always loved that feature. But I feel like in this game, it was such a last-minute decision. Well, now they're walking behind me, they, like, glitch on stuff so easily. You'll leave them behind when you go on the boat.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, you like, can your put... Pachirisu and your Gyarados will be the same size. And it's just yeah. like, okay, what is the point then? Why are you following yeah. me?
1: The scale is the biggest problem for me because you expect me to believe Dialga. The god of time. Oh, I've seen it as tall as my left ass cheek.
0: <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen the pictures of that.
1: Sword and Shield definitely did better in terms of seeing walking Pokemon in the 3D setting. Let's put it that way.
0: See, I I think maybe thinking about it, if, if this was probably last minute, and I guess it makes sense in the realm of hey, look, if you played Heart Gold and Soul Silver, your Gyarados and Pachirisa were the same size there, so what's the difference? The difference is those
2: games came out in 2011, you know, 2010. I don't think that's why they did this. I think that this really was a last-minute idea thrown in, and it was like, oh, my God, we need this done by tomorrow. Quickly, here's a pot of coffee all night. Take this Jaeger bomb. Let's do this.
0: (laughs) I was just going to say, I think that's probably true. And I think we've gotten spoiled by the real-life proportion follow Pokemon mechanics in the Let's Go games and in Sword and Shield that we didn't really think we'd ever see something like this. But, you know, I guess it's nice that they follow you, but it's kind of a double-edged sword in a way.
3: Potential spoilers for those who have not played the game yet. What do you guys think about getting three legendaries off the bat?
0: Uh, Actually, they're called mythicals. Shut up. (laughs) Oh, right. Uh, yes, Manaphy, Mew, and Jirachi. Yeah.
1: I'm not a big fan of that. I mean, I'm happy, but I hated how they give it to you in the beginning of the game.
0: Yeah, if you ask me, I know there's like a whole other continent that you unlock like after you beat the Elite Four. Those people should have been hanging out there. They should not be in Floroma Floromaten.
3: Uh,
1: spoilers, too
3: I didn't know about that.
0: Oh, uh, well, no, that was in the original games too. One complaint
1: that I have with Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire was when they give you Latios or Latios as soon as the fifth gym, I think. Like they're purposely making it easier, but
0: <laughs> this, this blows that out of the
1: water. Yeah, this just takes yeah. the cake for me. The fact that they give you not one, not two, but three mythicals before the second gym.
2: The thing I'll say is Manaphy. I'm pretty sure is the mystery gift. Meaning, I don't know if that's supposed to be there forever. I don't. I don't I think, think it is yeah. either. I think eventually so, that'll go away. So yeah. So Mew and Jirachi are permanent, and they are way too soon. It would be cool if they could give you something where it was like, maybe they wouldn't listen to you until you got a certain badge or this or that. Or maybe does Mueller or Jirachi come from eggs? Because I was going to say, maybe no. you, they give you an egg. <laughs> uh-huh. So could it would be cool if it was uh, later or you unlock them later. I don't know if it was if there was a reason why they put it so early, but mm-hmm. that's something to check out. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's it's it is kind of crazy. I,
0: I never thought about the Latias or Latias example. Cause even then, Eric, I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. This is like the first time you just get one. And then meanwhile, in this game, it's like, hold my beer, oh Ross. You literally <laughs> there's just two random old people hanging out in the field giving you the most exclusive Pokemon in the world. <laughs>
1: so those are all the semi-pros slash cons, or whatever the proper term is. Hmm. If you're probably thinking, all right, if those are just semi cons, then what's the actual con?
0: What is the actual
1: con? What the end my seat here? Okay, so one of the first cons that I have is the fact that it's literally a shop for shop remake in terms of the base game, because the Gym leaders, the Trainers, the Bonus Team members, even the Elite Four, they are hell-bent on using the pre-national decks from Diamond and Pearl. Not Platinum, Diamond and Pearl. And you guys know Diamond and Pearl was very lackluster when it comes to Pokédex.
0: Hmm. Mm, I actually I'll, haven't played platinum but I'll take your word for it that it's like,
1: improved and what I feared the most happens. Candice the ice type gym leader had a meta champ in her party that's not an ice type, but it gets so much worse uh oh,
0: I think I know where you're going with this Vulcaner, my fire and
1: electric guys yes, your fire and electric guys the BFF subsino Faulkner, <laughs> the electric type gym leader has an ambipomp and octillery on his team and Flint <laughs> The Fire-type Elite Four member has Lopini, Steelix, and Driplum.
2: What the actual hell. I wonder why they did that. Because that couldn't have just been a mistake. Like, oh, I'm going to put all Electric-types. Oh, like, I accidentally, like, put a Water-type. Yeah, that's so crazy.
1: Like, literally, as soon as they revealed these games, I was like, please, please give Faulkner and Flint legit Electric and Fire-types. Please, please. And what do you know? They didn't.
0: Well, that's actually what I was going to say as my big con, although I couldn't prove it yet. But you seem to have proven it for me. Why don't we have later Pokemon? Eric, you've beaten the whole game, correct? Okay,
1: so technically, you do get the Pokemon from the Platinum decks in the Grand Underground. That's great. But I feel like the main story would benefit if they used some of those set Pokemon. Definitely. At least the gym leaders,
0: you know, that kind of stuff.
1: Grants hit the post-game fix that, but... I'll get to that when I get to that, because that's another con, but, you know, just seeing all these problems I had with the original Diamond and Pearl literally amplified in a 3D setting, it's just disappointing.
0: I had to ask you, Eric, after you beat the Elite Four or any point other in the game, do you see any Pokemon from Gen 5, Gen 6, 7, 8?
1: Hold your tears, Matt. They're not in the game.
0: Uh- see, now, it's not even that we're missing out on a lot of Pokemon I like, although, granted, yeah, I have a lot of favorite Pokemon from after Gen 4, but... It's actually to the game's, like, flaw that we're still, we're like, oh yeah, you know, we've had four generations of fire and electric types since, we're just not even going to bother putting them in. It's like we're still dealing with Magmortar and and Infernape as the only normal fire type. That's so sad.
1: (laughs) I mean, you never know. There could be a DLC where you get to see Pokemon from gens 5 through 8, but...
0: I highly doubt we're getting DLC for this. Yeah, year. I'm Legends not getting my around so. the corner.
1: Yeah,
2: Legends I'm... Arceus is like two months away. I feel like there's no way. Yeah, that that was the big yeah. thing. I also wanted to say, after beating the, the game, essentially beating the Elite Four, is there anything really to do after the game? Or is that it? they have some form of an after game story, which is why I love Soul Silver and Heart Gold so much? But there is an after story typically that you can play for a, a decent amount. Isn't there like the
0: battle area though on that other continent? Well, I might as well get
1: to the post-game, because that's kind of a con, like I mentioned. Arguably, the post-game did fix the base game, but still feels disappointing in a way. Allow me to elaborate. So, in the post-game, you get to rebound the Gym leaders, and they all have level 60 Pokemon or something. You get to catch the Legendaries, such as Garatina, the Lake Guardians, and depending on your versions, if you're playing Diamond, which I think Nick, Matt, and I are playing, you get the Legendary Beasts. And for you, Keith, since you're playing Pearl, you get the Legendary Birds,
2: Hell yeah, I get the cooler ones. Damn, yeah, birds burns away better.
1: The only thing they didn't add was the Battle Frontier. They only had a portion of it, which was the battle area.
0: Oh, wait, I just realized, did my ears deceive me? Or does this mean, our suspicions are correct, no Distortion World in this game? Nope, no Distortion World.
1: What, what the, the hell? hell? You
0: cool can catch Skeratina,
1: but there's no Distortion World whatsoever. Why?
3: That would have looked so cool on the Switch. Like you, you have so much potential with the graphics in this game.
1: Of course, you get to re-battle the Elite Four, catch more Pokemon in the Grand Underground, namely the starters, which are extremely
0: rare. I did hear you could catch the starters in the Underground, which that's pretty cool. But I'm looking forward to catching them in the wild in Legends Arceus. You're probably thinking, wow, this all sounds so cool. Why
1: is it con? Well, all this shit was in Platinum. But like, when I'm playing this game, it feels like I'm just playing Platinum, not a new Pokemon game whatsoever. It's literally mm. the post-game of Platinum without the Battle here. Yeah. But you know what, really, they should have done with the post game? Make an entire story that connects to Legends Arceus. Yeah. Yeah, that
0: would have been cool. If, like, maybe Professor Rowan says, Hey, I found some ancient texts or something, or one of the legendaries you have to research is there's like something on the wall or something like that. That like, would have been
1: nice. Like, something like that. I feel like it would have been a smart business move if they had a post game that corresponds with the next upcoming game, which in this case is Legends Arceus.
2: See, that would be very cool, but I don't think that that would work in the grand scheme of things because what happens in four months when Legends Arceus is already out? Or what happens in six years, you know?
0: Mm, Fair enough. Yeah, I guess that's why Pokemon tends to avoid doing that kind of stuff. But when you look at the
1: other remakes, they at least did something to make them feel different, both in terms of the base and Mm -hmm. post-game. With this game, it's literally just a rehash of Dominic Pearl and Platinum with very little new changes aside from the Amplified Sinnoh Underground.
0: So I know Diamond, or Gen 4, I should say, was infamous. This is the generation, the first one, of, I'd say, three or four generations, where there were just 6,000 Legendaries and Mythicals. Do you actually have any way of catching, like, Darkrai and Shaman, or are those still off-limits? That's the
1: neat thing. You can do all the events that led up to you capturing them, but you can't actually catch them until Game Freak is nice enough to give you a patch.
0: Are you serious? Yeah.
2: so
3: stupid! There is oh. actually a glitch uh, online on how to get Shaman through, like, s- surfing in areas that you're not supposed to and saving and turning it off. So there is a way to get it, but it's too glitching. <laughs> Legitimately, you have
1: to wait until Game Freak releases the next patch, which includes all the mystery events. Oh, my God. Which
2: I was going to say, we don't have a date on that, I'm pretty sure, right? That's not something that's supposed to come out anytime
3: soon,
1: from my
2: understanding.
1: Well, if their model's already in the game, we should get them within a month or so. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, because, you...
3: I mean, with Legends Arceus around the corner, they got to pump this out soon, or else this game is just going to, like, be kind of <laughs> worth <laughs> it. Two... Yeah, because this,
0: yeah, this is the
3: first time we've ever had two major Pokemon titles
0: releasing in two months of each other. Yeah,
2: I, I yeah. was going to say this. That makes buying this even worse though, because it wasn't discounted. It was still sixty dollars you know, well that was the thing. 65-16 after tax and they added ultimately nothing new. I don't even know what else. And play it on the switch. Yeah. <laughs> Be able to go into the underground with my friends. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Or right, one of the pros. Yeah Alright. So my biggest con Yeah is the TMs. They don't have unlimited uses anymore. Why? Yes.
0: Yeah, they went we went back to the past with the TM use.
1: As of gen five. You can have unlimited TMs, even if you beat the Gym leaders or buy them from a, I don't know, a PokeMart or whatever. Doesn't matter. Once you get a TM, it's unlimited. You can use them as many Pokemon as you want. But for some reason, Game Freak thought it would be smart to make it just like the past, where you literally have only one or two of the same TM in your bag, which means if you want to get an extra Flamethrower or Thunderbolt, you have to spend over $20,000 Well, at least the Gym leaders are nice enough to give you three or five of the TMs they specialize in. But you know what's better? unlimited
0: that's very interesting because wh- why would you, if you think about it they thought uh, like in the developers meeting they thought ahead of time hmm we got to fix the hm situation you know we got to make it all modernized we have no hms we're not going to go back to the old way of doing HMs, that doesn't make any sense and then at the same time the same breath they said oh but the old way of doing tms is fine <laughs>
2: that's very interesting there are so many things that seem to be a last ditch effort in this game there's so many i don't know what issues they ran into or what but this game seems very unfinished from the legendaries not being able to catch, from them not updating the, the Pokedex like at all, adding really new people, from just everything we were just saying. Do you think that that was actually some of their, uh, like, I, I don't know when they started developing this, but do you think that they just ran out of time? Because they were like, oh, it'll be a cut and paste game. And then they realized people did not want to spend money on a cut and paste game. So they tried to make it different. And I don't
3: oh. know how many people they had on their team working on this game. But with Legends Arceus being right around the corner, I could see them being like, hey, developers, put all your effort into this game more and just kind of well, actually, smack this and call it a game. Well, n- n- Game Freak didn't make this
0: game. This They actually did give it to a third party because they wanted Game Freak to work on Arceus. But call me cynical, but I actually think that this is exactly what they wanted. I think this is exactly what they had planned. Like Eric and Keith have, and Nick have all said, a one-for-one remake. I think that they set out they sat down in their seats they said we'll change maybe one or two things we'll have pokemon follow you around we'll fix the hm situation and we'll alter the underground other than that we're going to have pretty much the same exact game and i think that's what they did so i don't think it's unfinished i think they did exactly what they wanted and they said you know what people still buy it and we all still bought yep. it I was gonna Say, do you <laughs> think we're the fools that <laughs> bought it that should
2: have?
0: yes and no because like I think we've all said, we are, we're having fun. And if we're having fun yeah. with it, that's really all that matters. Yeah, then we win. In the end.
1: It's still a fun game, I'll give it that. But yeah. what could have been for a Cineau remake is where yeah. I'm getting at. Absolutely. Yeah. They
0: could have done so much better. I think this is not a very consumer-friendly game because they do kind of trick you into paying $60 for a bigger underground. But as long as you have fun with it, I guess it's not the end of the world, you know better that you have fun than it be a consumer-friendly game and you're bored out of your mind
1: it's definitely the weakest out of all the pokemon remakes i played so far well if
0: you don't want to count let's go that is Mm. yeah Um, i mean between harkold soul silver omega ruby Alpha sapphire fire red and leaf green and brilliant diamond shining pearl i think you might be right
1: That's not to say it's a terrible game. It's like you said, it's still playable. It's still fun. But too much style, not enough substance is where I'm getting at.
0: Okay, I see that. But you know what? Like I said earlier, this is the first time ever, one, that they Game Freak has said, we're not going to develop this game ourselves. We're going to let somebody else do it. And two, that you have two Pokemon games in the span of two or <sighs> three months.
2: That's actually a big thing, too. They tested a lot by putting two Pokemon games so close, by having a completely different, like, uh, outside company work on this game i wonder if this is considered a success or a fail in their minds and if they'll do this again because i kind of hope this is considered a fail Mm -hmm. so they don't do this again so they work on their i'd rather get a pokemon game what once every two years roughly once every year and have it be really good and something i'm looking forward to instead of getting one a lot sooner where it's just garbage to garbage because then it wastes our money
0: yeah i i kind of hope i know that there's actually theories going around that we're getting gen 9 next year like for the holiday release i actually kind of hope that doesn't happen i hope they take a full almost you know two years to work on gen 9 after legends arceus my fear is that they think they can release legends arceus in january and then just spend all next year working on gen 9 which, hey, I'm excited for Gen Nine. I love Pokemon. I, I'm really excited for the new region, but I worry about that because then you're cramming an entire game in eight months. That has to. Be,
2: so I don't know what you get out of that. And on top of it, because they're cramming, like going right, like right after this releases, they're jumping right into a new game. That doesn't mean any updates or anything. And essentially, yep. it's dooming whichever game comes out prior to fail mm. because with, especially with the Switch technology and DLCs and updates and everything you could, you know, Legends Arceus and make it almost like a skyrim S game where you just keep on adding to it or you just have it go. It seems to have endless potential right Yeah, now. like, oh, we've added this new island. You can do yep. or something like that. And if they just kill it there, then that's it. Which, once again, I will say, please put in, like, DLCs. I don't mind paying extra money to expand on a Pokemon game. I don't want to keep on buying, like, another one and another one. Like, make one that you can go to every region in. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool yeah could you imagine like a gta online but (laughs) pokemon style pokemon mmo (laughs) rpg yeah i pay money for that yeah i'd pay Uh, money for that uh, yeah i'd pay money even if it's like every you know eight months or whatever you have to spend another 30 dollars to get the next like past the next place and i would still do that like yeah like our problem
0: i don't think is with how much money we have to spend it's with how much money we have to spend in comparison to the product we're paying for (laughs) Especially because Pokemon, like the old BS ones, they were
2: only like $35, if I remember.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were. like I mean, Part of
2: that's inflation,
0: but I, I've heard this said a lot um, by different Pokemon fans around the internet, by my friends. Pokemon is one of the biggest franchises in the world ever to exist. It's got billions and billions of dollars surely they can afford to hire more developers to put more time into these things, you know? So I, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, I guess maybe, Keith, the ideal, uh, like you just said about um DLCs, maybe then February, January 2022, we get Legends Arceus, and then until November 2023, we get a DLC or two to tide us over. Maybe that's what they're going to plan on doing. Because I really have my concerns if they're going to try to rush Gen 9 out for holiday 2022.
1: You know? Plot twist developers from Game Freak are listening to this podcast and taking notes down as they go.
2: (laughs) Plot twist to the plot twist. We are the
3: developers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, other than that, I am excited for Legends Arceus. I just hope it's going to be worth it. I mean, by the looks of it, the game looks
0: fantastic, but
1: I'm trying to keep my expectations. Who knows? We'll find out when February comes, or January, whenever these games are coming out.
3: I feel
0: that. I believe it's late January. But what about all you
1: people that are listening right now? What do you think of Brilliant Diamond Shine, and Shine Pearl? Did it meet your expectations or not? Let us know in our Discord server. A link will be provided, as always, along with the link to our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to support us on all available platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and even Amazon Music and Audible.
0: And be sure to tell your friends and family about us, especially the Pokemon fans in your life. Subscribe to
2: Carrot Bite on Twitch,
0: as well as Nuclear Bacons and CryptoLot Gaming. Which... But more importantly...
1: Stay true to your geek selves.
3: Peace. Bye-bye. <laughs>